Knights HQ, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineers, trades and construction. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Knights HQ podcast, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. I'm James, filling in for Frank Barrett, who'll be back in the host chair for the next episode. But on today's podcast, we've got Blake Green, the new NRL assistant coach. He played a huge role in the forming of the Knights' inaugural NRLW team, but he's very excited about his new role as the NRL assistant coach. And we'll also talk to new recruit Adam Clune, who joined from the Dragons in the off-season. We'll talk a little about Clooney's arrival at the club and get to know him a little better ahead of the 2022 season. We'll also have a general chat about halfbacks and the evolution of halfbacks over the years. So, let's let it rip. This year, we're all in. Hearts full, stadium pumping. Our rebel spirit on show. Take your seat and become a Knights member at knightshub.com slash membership. Welcome back to the Knights HU podcast, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. And I'm joined now by Blake Green and Adam Clune. How are we, gents? Going good? Yeah, good, mate. Um, finished a good day training and uh, happy to be here and having a chat. Yeah, cool. Light day for us today, so we've got a bit of spare time, Jimmy. Yeah. And Ads, I want to start with you. Um, you joined the club in the off-season, so... Welcome to the club, but how have you found your time so far in Newcastle and how have you settled into the club? Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty smooth transition in terms of, um, you know, geographically. It's pretty similar to Wollongong and still a city to still a city. So on that front, uh, been pretty good. Uh, great bunch of boys and coaching staff here and staff all around. So um, made the trans- transition pretty seamless and, um, yeah, really enjoying getting to know the boys and working on the field and, I'm um, getting to know the city of Newcastle a bit better too, so um, yeah, really enjoying it so far. Yeah, and what interested you in joining the club and how did it all come about? Yeah, I was um, sort of wasn't expecting, just sort of um, got a call from a manager saying the Knights are on the radar and stuff like that, and um, yeah, obviously still had one year to go on my contract with the Dragons, but I uh, was looking to get out, and lucky enough, um, yeah, they, they let me get a release and uh, I was able to join the club, but uh, yeah, went for the club growing up, and um, that was... Yeah, one of the draw cards, but uh, obviously a great squad. Uh, you always want to be playing in good footy teams and have prospect of success. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a big draw card for me. Obviously, great place to live as well. Uh, that's always important. And, um, yeah, my partner was happy to move, so that definitely helps. Yeah, and you stated there you're a Knights fan growing up. What's your memories of watching the red and blue um, when you are growing up? Yeah, no, um, massive Knights fan growing up. Obviously, blokes like uh, Joey and Bedsy, who I'm um, lucky enough to – Sort of see around the traps at the moment uh, is pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, I remember a few things that kind of – I remember going to a game in, in Canberra with my, with my dad and another mate and it was absolutely pouring and um, just sort of end up sitting – we are sitting in the seats but it was just too wet and um, just watched the rest of the game from undercover. Um, it, was, it was a tough day but, um, yeah, just loved watching them. And I lived in June when I was uh, – at that time so I didn't get to go to many games but um, – you know, when they when they played the Raiders, got the opportunity to go watch live. That was always good. And one other memory that comes to mind is um, my, my twin brother went for the Cowboys growing up and um, the Knights were playing the Cowboys and we were watching at home. And I remember that the Knights were winning most of the game and they got pipped at the post and I just remember um, sprinting upstairs crying because my brother was carrying <laughs> on and I was, I was pretty disappointed. So uh, that was a tough day, that one. Yeah. Greeny, who was your team you grew up supporting? Um, <clears throat> I'm from Western Sydney, mate, so... I'm Parramatta Junior, so I was a bit of a, a para fan, but I was a huge footy head growing up. I had uh, all my f- sort of favourite players. I'd, I'd have their jersey. I went through a stage. I had Paul Harrigan's jersey for a bit there. Yeah. Um, uh, I had 
uh, Jeff Toovey's jersey, Alan Langer's jersey. Um, and I used to like uh, Laurie Daly as well. So, like, we used to have just more so players than, than teams. Um, but, yeah, I'd always slap on a new jersey and play tackle footy in the front yard. I loved it. And we'll get on to your new role with the NRL side in a sec, but um, you announced your retirement midway through last season. So how have you found retirement so far and how are you enjoying it? Um, I haven't had a whole heap of time to enjoy it, to be honest, Jimmy. I, I sort of um, – obviously it's pretty you know, it's well documented that I had a, had a knee reco at the, the back end of 2020 and um, just took a – wasn't overly fast to begin with, but took away a heap of speed – um, and just sort of reactionary stuff in my knee, and um, it was time to time to hang them up, and just sort of fell into that. You know, coaching was always going to be part of you know what I wanted to do um, post footy, and just I guess the the announcement that our club was you know uh, going to put in an NRLW side, it just sort of coincided with that, and um, just sort of fell into that role quite quickly. Um, we don't have a an open age women's team in in Newcastle like in the Harvey Norman competition, so. Just had to recruit a, a squad and start from scratch, really. So that was an interesting sort of period. Mm. And we'll get onto that. Uh, that you helped for, form the NRLW side, but um, across your career, you played 270 games across three different countries. Is there any fond memories you have looking back over your career? Yeah, I've got plenty, mate. Um, you know, really fortunate to to play with plenty of good um, good people, some outstanding players. But I had a great time in England. Played at Wigan. Uh, Wigan in, um, you know, we got to win the Challenge Cup and Super League over there, World Club Challenge and that sort of stuff. They're always it's pretty cool to, to play in those games and, and get the results. So, um, but playing in Melbourne was was a highlight. You know, um, probably three, you know, future immortals of the game to, to spend some time with them and talk footy, see how they prepare and see how they think. I think it's sort of, you know, it's it's helped set me up. Um, to become a coach, I've had a had a really good grounding at, at you know numerous different places, and, and got to see that it, uh, you know coaching is not just one way to do it. There's so many different styles, and I've tried to take a few bits and pieces that I thought you know were really effective from from all those sort of places. Yeah, and you're transitioned into coaching, obviously, <laughs> firstly with the NRLW side, but now with the NRL side. How have you found that side of the game now? It's been going good. I love it. My um, you know, I, I get to work with all the spine players, so I get to work with um, with Clooney and and some of the boys. So we we get to sort of do all the fun things. Or I guess we don't have to talk about tackling and wrestling people. We get to talk about how we're going to pick teams apart and pass the ball around, score some tries and things like that. So it's been it's been great. It's been really good fun. I've got a really good crew. Um, you know, the the guys that are here at the moment, they I feel like they enjoy talking footy and we get to sort of catch up a few times a week and look at our training and, and review how things are going. But we're, we're pretty relaxed about it. We share – I think we share similar views on, on, on the game and what we see. So, um, yeah, George and Cliffo and KP and, and the likes, it's, um, it's been really enjoyable, mate. Mm. And I wanted to ask you both. You're both obviously playmakers and halfbacks. Um, I'll start with you, Ads, but um, – Modern halfback, what do you think is the characteristics that modern halfbacks need? Obviously, we've seen um, over time the game develop, and but how do you think the halfbacks now, obviously such a pivotal role in the team, but how do you see their role in the team now? Yeah, I guess it um, changes amongst, amongst squads, but you know some of the fundamentals, obviously, um, communication, uh, getting the team around the park, uh, having a strong kicking game, strong passing game, and you know, understanding what the team needs at, at what time, and 
uh, obviously that game management is super important and you know I understand you know what players need the ball at what time and things like that so um, that's one thing I've really enjoyed working with Greeny and I'm sure we'll get more of that when the games start we've got some great players here some great strike you know obviously KP got some great centers in Bradman and Keg so getting those blokes to ball at the right time will be super important for us so um, yeah I'm looking forward to getting on the pitch and working with those guys yeah and how have you found building those combinations with obviously the key players you just mentioned yeah it's been good mate it's obviously obviously takes time those things so um one thing that's been awesome this preseason is we've been able to get in lots of reps um there's been some injuries and some disruptions and COVID through the preseason which hasn't been ideal but um for the last couple of weeks we've had most of the boys on the, on the paddock so um been working really well it's, it's been good all the boys are honest and give good feedback so I think that's Really important in terms of building those combinations that we have honest conversations, and same with Greeny in the spine. It's having those honest conversations, and you know, talking about what we think and what we see, and that uh, obviously makes it easy to evolve as a team and build those connections and help on field combinations. So, um, so we can continue to do that. It will only benefit us. Yep. And with the new rule changes that the NRL <coughs> brought in, do you think you've had to adapt, or do you think you have to change your game to slightly amend to those new rules? Um, yeah, a little bit. I think. Um, especially for halves, like in the past, uh, a lot of halves get caught behind the ball, you know, behind forwards, playing behind leads where the forwards are ball playing all the time, but just being able to react because obviously there's more quick play the balls now. So um, being able to play flat and fast and taking advantage of those quick play the balls is super important. And uh, one thing that I've uh, really tried to focus on in terms of being able to react quickly, um, you know, you get a quick play the ball, we've got some great forwards and at this club. So, um, yeah, that'll definitely um, be beneficial this year, playing off the back of those guys. So, just looking to take advantage of that and make sure we're not missing the jump because you don't get too many chances, especially against the top team or against any team these days. So uh, just being ready to react and uh, play eyes up when, it, when it's required. Yeah. He's pretty intelligent. Glennie, you've got two degrees. You want to give us a bit of insight onto that? You know, there's, some of our boys would struggle to get half a degree, don't worry about two. You know, you've come here. <laughs> would, he be the, would he be the smartest bloke oh, in the club, do you think? He'd be, <laughs> yeah, well... Oh, oh, you he'd certainly have the paperwork to be. Oh, I know I'd probably be a little bit ahead of you, but um, no, he'd. Um, yeah, he's obviously did the did some stuff off field, mate. You should be really proud of that. Honest, you know, on a serious note, you've you've worked really hard and, and put some time into some study. Yeah, for sure, mate. Um, it's always been important for me. My parents uh, both driven that about the importance of um, life outside footy or whatever it is. Have a backup plan. So um, yeah, come out of um, high school and um, yeah, started a law degree and. Did that for two years and then just picked up a finance degree as well. And it took me five and a half years all up. So got a law degree and a finance degree. So um, good to have those in my back pocket. Do a bit of work casually with the Rugby League Players Association, just working in finance there. And um, it's a great group there. I don't do too much, but just work from home where I can and try and help out. So, um, yeah, really good to have my foot in the door there. And I'm not sure where it'll take me post footy, but um, obviously good to have that in my back pocket. And I try to do something every year to keep learning. And that's something that's really important to me in life is, to keep on learning and um, keep progressing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful to have those in my back pocket and hopefully uh, I fall into something that I love post-footy. Well, I reckon that speaks volumes of the the type of person that, that George is. Um, you know, he's he's a hard worker. He's got good detail. Um, you know, he spends time on his game um, to get the best out of himself. So he's been – there's not many there's not many guys that are so open to – uh, well, I guess sort of criticism and feedback and George is chasing it all the time. Um, you know, I guess one positive in terms of all that COVID stuff and navigating our way through that is that we've been able to have, uh, well, basically through necessity, we, we've had time in small groups because we've had big chunks of our squad out. So we've been able to practice some really sort of um, 
you know, uh, I guess refined sort of skills in little groups. And um, I think that's helped massively for, uh, particularly for sort of halves and things like that, because we've been able to narrow down and, and really work hard on some stuff. And he's, he's done a tremendous job. So, um, yeah, it's, we're, we're stoked to have him here. You know, I think that, now, before, before we come to the club, one thing I think that really stood out, you know, for me watching the Dragons from afar is that they they actually won games when he came in and played. Like, there's not many halves that can come into a team um, and the team continue to win or the team perform better. You know, you can come in and play a role for one or two games, but when you come in and they, they talk about moving moving Benny Hunt to nine and keeping, keeping him at halfback, it, it, it says something about him. So. Mm. And Adam, you're touching on it before, but working with the likes of Joey and Greeny, who are both experienced halfbacks back in that day, how has that been for you and your development? Do you think? Yeah, it's been awesome, mate. Obviously, um, Joey's done it all in the game, and a lot of people ask you questions about how it's going, and yeah, he understands the game really well, and he, he's still got it. So uh, always puts on a visual performance when he's um, setting up drills, but being really good, he understands the fundamentals. So just working on things, just as simple as passing, like might seem simple, but as a half, it's uh, yeah, super important. So just nailing little things down like that and, um, you know, how to pull defences apart and uh, it's, been, it's been really good. Uh, he's really good at explaining things and keeps it simple. Uh, so that's been awesome. And like I said, a lot of people ask about, you know, how's it going with how's it going with Joey? How's it been working with Joey? And, I, you know, so it's been awesome. But um, having Greeny on the coaching staff day by day has been um, probably the biggest thing in terms of impact and influence on my game so far, I'd have to say. Um Granny probably wouldn't mind me saying he didn't wasn't super fast or anything when he played, but he had great subtleties in his game. He's been able to transfer that to teaching and coaching really well. I feel like um, he sees the game and understands the game really well. He spoke about how he's played at Melbourne, played with uh, lots of good players and had some great coaches, but um, just some subtleties that he's been able to help me with and look at the game every different ways and whatnot and the understanding of the game and how to play and what to look for and different things to think about uh, has been super beneficial and um, I feel like... I've got a lot more confidence on the back of working with Greeny and understanding the game and just being able to learn each day off him has been been awesome. It's got me really excited for the season in terms of um, being able to get feedback and continue to grow working with Greeny, obviously Joey and the rest of the coaching staff, but yeah, especially Greeny, like he said, he's working with the spine. So to um, have that access to him day in, day out has been awesome. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to keep working with him. It sounded like I scripted that. <laughs> Slid that in there. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's all we got for you, Jimmy. Are we <laughs> just pumped each other up there. So, um, um, but yeah, on, on the coaching side of it, Greeny, um, obviously you said you you work closely with the, with the spine. So, I guess what are the subtleties that you've learned over the years that you try and pass on to these guys now, such as Adam and, and the players in the spine? Um, well, mate, I, I reckon that when you get uh, when you're younger uh, and and you're fit and fast and you can just do things, you know, relatively easy. As you get older, you slow down, but so does the game. And, yeah, because everyone else is still young and fast, you need to find out um, ways to still be able to pick teams apart. So whether you do that, you know, through different starting positions or some tempo when you pass or or you start to, um, you know, sort of, sh- I guess, play play games of chess with them and move pieces around so you can slowly manipulate them. So I, I think that the, game, the game went through a, a period, I reckon, where it, it changed sort of. You know, 2014, 15, 16, it was um, heavily weighted towards, you know, defence. It was strategic. Uh, people were uh, probably nervous about pulling the trigger and having a play because if it didn't come off, you were, you know, 
defending your line for 10 minutes or you had no momentum where the, the little rule change I think is you know brought uh, the footy player back into the game a little bit more so it's really important um, you know for, for you know guys that play in the spine now to to understand uh, how they cut the field up and, and um, how they're going to you know manipulate the D because they're going to be touching the ball a hell of a lot more and as Clooney said before, it's not so much, you know, forwards, you know, powering down the field like it sort of used to be five or six years ago. So, mm. um, yeah, I've just – we've tried to tried to implement that this year and, and they've done a really good job. Yeah, and you're touching on it there, but the rule changes we've seen over the last couple of years, um, do you think that's brought the, the free-flowing attacking footballer back into the game instead of the less structured style halfback? Yeah, it certainly has. It's it's changed um, – and I think it's only going to continue to change that everyone is just – so fit fit fast physical um you know because you can't have just those guys that can play a 20 minute stint anymore you know you need to have people that can play for longer periods of time um they're multi-skilled like as we see now the sort of I guess most most locks that play in the game now are like another half they're another ball player because they're just trying to get some more footy into team so um i'm excited about the fact that they've brought back the uh, for a ruck infringement or offside, they're going to blow a penalty inside the 40. Now, I'm, I'm excited about that because it means that we can get some more set starts with taps and things like that, where that sort of went away when they brought in the six again because teams would just lay all over Kalen and good luck on play too. You know, even yeah. if it's six again, I don't care if it's 20 again, the next the next tackle's not an enjoyable one to have a run, you know. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what that does to the game. Yeah. And um just wanted to ask you both as well, obviously, Granny, when you were playing, was there any... Um, halfbacks, you sort of modelled your game on, you, you admired from afar? Um, yeah, well, obviously, when I, when I was, um, you know, at school, younger, because uh, I probably sort of come into school 2005, it was like the back end of, like, you know, uh, Joey's sort of career. So I used to watch him during school years. I love watching him and Trent Barrett. They were probably my favourites. Um, but I learned a, a lot from, from Cooper when I was in Melbourne about how he'd prepare for a game and... Um, you know, he, he would just do – one thing I learnt from Coops is he didn't try and tick every box in, in a footy field, you know, on a, in a footy game, sorry, all the skills that he could do. He would just nail, you know, two or three of them and just repeat them at training and do them really, really well. And it was up to the other team to stop him. They knew what he was going to do, but, you know, he, he nailed it. Um, so that was one thing I, I, I learnt from him. Preparation and, and repetition just made him, you know, probably – he was just so professional at it and it just made him so – um, highly skilled at that, those areas. So and as we've seen, how effective it is. I think he's won sort of five grand finals. So it worked. Yeah, and for you as well, Adam. Yeah, like I said, I went, I went for the Knights um, growing up, but probably didn't understand the game enough, and just sort of watched it for the love of it when I was younger. But uh, sort of when I started to understand the game back into high school and uh, whatnot a bit more, and playing twenties and that through through that sort of age, you know, blokes like Jonathan Thurston um, at the top of his game, Cooper, obviously blokes like that. Um, you know, also blokes like uh, Luke Keery, James Maloney are a bit small. All those blokes are a bit smaller. And so, yeah, looking at those guys' games and understanding how they how they still broke broke teams apart and uh, pick pick defensive lines apart, um, even without size and what sort of other assets they they use in their game to to help their team uh, build success. So, blokes like that, I, I love watching, and I'm a bit of a footy head. So, sort of just uh, any of the guys, especially at the top the top of their game, and who dominated, it, I like watching them and. Um, seeing how they evolved and how they had picked teams apart. So uh, that was some of the guys. Yeah. 
And you made your debut back in 2020. What's your what's your memories of that occasion when you finally made your your debut? Yeah, it was um, it was a good feeling. Obviously, it's something I worked a while for at stages there. You think, oh, am I, am I gonna have a debut? And well, first of all, was am I ever gonna get a first grade contract? So um, that took a while and longer than most people, but. Yeah, very happy that I, I stuck with it and um, lucky enough to get a crack to the Dragons. Paul McGregor um, gave me a call, I think it was a Monday afternoon, and told me I was going to debut and I sort of wasn't expecting it. And then um, the next day, training was my first, uh, pretty much my first day as part of the NRL team and I broke my nose, so I was um, a bit flustered to be honest. I thought, <laughs> oh, well, I didn't, I've never, never really spoke to anyone who broke their nose and I was like, oh, I won't be playing like they've broken a bone, but <laughs> I wasn't sure how it went down and then, um, I think got surgery the next day and then played. I had had till Monday, so I had almost I had six days, which is was pretty beneficial. And um, obviously, yeah, it was a disappointing result. We got dust, dusted by the dogs, and um, we, were, we were struggling a fair bit at the time. And um, obviously, awesome to run out with a, a great bunch of boys and you know, I got some lifelong friends that I ran out with, which was which was really cool. And um, while well, it was a disappointing result, and I didn't really have um, it was COVID. COVID ridden at the time so I had my two my twin brother and my older brother there they're the only two people that were pretty much there so uh special to have those guys and I was pretty disappointed after the game just to see them after the game and how happy they were for me that was awesome so um yeah it was a long time in the making but I'm uh, very grateful that I got the opportunity at the Dragons and been, I was at the club for a long time so to sort of um debut there with plenty of my good mates was was awesome and like I said disappointing result but got the win the week after so um, that was positive yeah cool and obviously now you're here with the Knights. What are you most looking forward to the upcoming season, do you think? Oh, there's plenty of things to look forward to. I think just, um, first of all, trying to um, get on the field with the guys. I mean, you build connections off off the field and whatnot in that training, but when you sort of get into the thick of it in the games, it's really exciting. So um, looking forward to getting out there and hopefully winning games with the team. It's really brings the group together. So I uh, just challenge myself trying to... Um, yeah, first of all, get a spot in the team and, you know, I want to be in the seven jersey. So try and lock that down and um, just look to improve each week and build over the season. So um, string some games together and, and build some success. Yep. And Greeny, as a, as a coach, as part of the coaching staff, what are you most looking forward to for the 2022 season? Um, it's obviously my first one as a coach, so I'm not 100% sure what to expect, like on this side of the ball. So as a player, it was always, you know, super exciting you sort of work really hard for four months and you sort of stick a train against each other. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping it, I'm hoping for it to not be as stressful as I've seen some coaches. So um, I'm pretty relaxed about it. So it's, um, I, I, I don't think I'll, I'll get too flustered or anything, but I, I just hope that the boys, um, you know, get an opportunity to do it to, you know, showcase some of the, the things that they've been working really hard at. So, um, you know, they, um, they've, been putting so much effort in it's been a, a, a bit of a disruption uh with COVID we've gone away on camp come back from camp we've done some big days and we've you know tried really hard to implement as much you know uh work as possible so yeah I, I'm just excited to see them sort of showcase it um in games and um yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to see them see them run around and before we take a quick break I just wanted to ask you quickly about um the NRLW squad you had a a large yep. role in the formation of that team and you still have a bit to play. I saw your training sessions the other day, you're still helping the team, but obviously you were named as head coach originally. But, um, yeah, how did that all come about and um, how did you help form the first team? I, I just think I was the only one available at the time, Jimmy. Uh, everyone was in the sunny coast 
um, obviously I think it was sort of around uh, May or June last year when it got announced that you know our club, you know I guess was won a spot to to put a new um, NRLW side in, and um, yeah everyone was already away on the on the sunny coast in um, in camp. So yeah I, I was given the role and I had a heap of support uh, support from you know uh, Casey Bromelo who's the head coach now. He was um, he was in charge of pathways uh, at the time, so he sort of knew. The setup of the local girls. I watched as as much footage as I as I could to get a good understanding from uh, about the game and and sort of what players were available. And then yeah, I had to make a few phone calls, which was a little bit awkward because I'm not much of a I'm not a car salesman. It was a difficult <laughs> one to do. Um, but yeah, then I, fl- I flew to Queensland and, and had um, had dinner with a few of the players and their and their parents. And yeah, we did our best to to put together a, a squad, you know, in pretty pretty short period of time. So. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, lovely, lovely people down there. All those, all those girls are, you know, really nice. They fit in, they fit in perfectly to, to Newcastle. They're they're pretty humble and hard workers. So um, yeah, whenever I get a chance to to jump down there in the afternoons um, when they train, I, I, I try and jump there down there as often as I can. So they're only a couple of weeks away from from having their first game, and we got about um, I think it's about nine or ten of them playing in the All Stars match mm. you know, this weekend. So yeah, it should be good. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, we'll take a quick break, and on the other side of the break, we'll ask the boys their fast five questions. This is the Knights HQ podcast. The all-new 2022 Knights home and away jerseys are on sale now. Head to shop.newcastleknights.com.au to secure yours now. Welcome back to the Knights HQ podcast. We're up to the fast five questions with Blake Green and Adam Clune. I'll start with you, Greeny. Your favourite thing to do in Newcastle? Oh, it's probably obvious one. Just go to the beach with the kids, so... Got two little ones that, that love getting out and about, so yeah, that's probably it. And for you, Adam? Yeah, not sure if uh, been here long enough to have a favourite thing yet, but um, love going in with my partner Bianca uh, for a walk along Merriweather Beach there. It's really nice, so uh, that's one thing I've been enjoying. Favourite movie, Clooney? Jeez, uh, a few, but uh, top of my head, Shawshank Redemption. Great yeah, film. it's a classic. I do like Shawshank, but I'm more partial to a comedy, so anything with sort of Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, they crack me up, so... Um, yeah, the wedding crash, wedding crashes, yeah. brothers, old school, classic. It's just yeah, stay with that. Yep, um, nights, all that stuff. Favorite team outside of the NRL? Um, I've got two. I like um, I like Aaron Rodgers, plays the Green Bay Packers. Um, and when I was in Melbourne, I used to go to a fair fair bit of AFL. I like Hawthorne. So oh yeah, yeah, cool. That's. Uh, I'm gonna go Australian cricket team. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very patriotic. What an answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite drink, Adam, could be non alcoholic or alcoholic. Um, or both. <laughs> uh, let's go grape Gatorade. Love that. Grape Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, mine's just co- coffee. It's probably two an athlete. Yeah, two yeah. a day. So, yeah. most popular drink I have. Your hero growing up, Greeny? Um, yeah, probably me, mum and dad. So, yeah. Um, Obviously, I had a few sort of sporting heroes. I used to, I used to love, um, you know, Tiger Woods. Um, I used to love how he just kept winning and uh, mentally, like I just loved how he was so resilient. You know, and that that type of game requires a heap of practice um, to perfect your skills. So I, I admired him for that. But yeah, mum and dad, they just instilled really good, you know, morals and and values in me. So yep. yeah, awesome. And Clooney, any heroes growing up? Yeah, uh, if I had to go sporting heroes, blokes like obviously went for the Knights, like uh, Joey and Bedsy, um, loved them when I was a young, younger bloke. So 
um, looked up to them and pretty similar to Greeny. Um, I had an older brother who showed me the ropes footy-wise and, um, you know, loved, used to love going to the, down the over with him. So really looked up to him footy-wise and, uh, yeah, mum and dad obviously super important in terms of, yeah, instilling, instilling character in my values in me, as, as Greeny said, similar to him. So um, they were really hard workers and uh, still are to this day. So um, that's, yeah, one thing I've taken from them. Yep. Is your twin brother as smart as you, or are you smarter? Like, how does that work? <laughs> no, nah, he's pretty intelligent. He's, he's a primary school teacher and he's a tennis coach as well. But, um, yeah, he'd probably, he'd probably say no. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, he always worked really hard and uh, was um, really with it as well. So um, mum and dad were both – dad was a primary school principal and mum's a high school PE teacher still. So uh, school was obviously pretty important to us. And, uh, yes, working hard academically was always uh, important and mum and dad drove that into us. So, um, yeah. It's always important. Yeah. We'll wrap up with a health and fitness philosophy brought to you by Balance Collective. Adam, what would you say to our members and supporters out there in terms of health and fitness? No, yeah, now, now the fundamentals. Have a balanced diet, drink plenty of water and have good sleep. Yeah, that's a good one. That should be a slogan. Who was <laughs> <laughs> that? Can can you, I'll just run with it. Can you top that? Yeah, no, I can't top that. I'll just run with Let's run with that. Well, that, was, that was prepared. Great. Yeah, I know that. You read that <laughs> off somewhere. Well, thanks, boys. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, We'll wrap up there, but on the other side, we'll, we'll close out the podcast. But thanks again, gents. It's been awesome. Thanks for having us, mate. Thanks for having us, mate. Great to chat. Shout out to our fans and members who support the podcast. Send in your questions to media at newcastleknights.com.au and also subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also now find the entire back catalogue of Knights HQ on the Newcastle Knights website with new episodes dropping first on the app. Download the app and turn on push notifications to be notified the second a new episode drops. We thank our sponsors, Maxwell Recruitment and Training, for bringing you this episode of the podcast. See you on the next episode of the Knights HQ. Don't stop listening here. Listen to the entirety of Knights HQ Season 1 at newcastleknights.com.au and don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen.